Are language teachers necessary? Hi, my name is Eric, and on this channel, we talk about teaching. Recently, a very big YouTuber and language learner, Steve Kaufman, made a video called Do Not Go to Language School, which is very difficult for me because on this channel, I try and help teachers with resources and ideas. Because this affects our livelihoods, it could be very easy to criticize Steve. But I think we should take a step back, look at all the points he has about why it might be bad for language learners to go to a language school, and then see how can we as teachers improve to fix some of those issues. Schools, you're required to learn whatever they teach you and then, you know, write a test on it or, uh, you know, do exercise on it, all of which I find unpleasant and unhelpful. Hi there. Steve Kaufman here. Today I want to talk about, you know, should you go to a language school to learn a language? Steve Kaufman is a polyglot. He can speak many languages. And on his YouTube channel, which I will put in the description, he helps language learners to learn languages. Here he criticizes language schools. Many of my viewers work at language schools teaching primarily English. If students stopped going to language schools, that would affect us and we wouldn't have jobs anymore. So instead of criticizing Steve, I want to look at all the points he brings up and then see how we can improve as teachers to help our language learners. All right. So the overwhelming majority of people who study languages, who learn languages do so, I think, at schools. Uh, here in Vancouver, we have all kinds of schools downtown and elsewhere where people come to learn English. People go to Spain to learn Spanish. People go to China to learn Chinese and so forth. And of course, there are schools here, say in Vancouver, that teach uh, French or Arabic. I work in South Korea. Here are many language schools. So thousands of language teachers come from six of the native English-speaking countries to come and teach English. We find those in every country, almost in Asia, in Japan, China, they're very popular, and here in South Korea. Hundreds and thousands of language teachers work in these academies. So if they lost their jobs, what would they do? So let's continue watching his video and see how we can improve as teachers. How can we use these schools? How beneficial are they? All right, this depends entirely on your own preference, like so much in language learning. Personally, I would not attend a language school, and I'll explain why. What the language school provides is instruction in the language. In other words, explanations of how the language works. The language school provides the materials, the textbooks, the content from which we learn. The language schools can provide encouragement, motivation. The language school provides a social context where you meet not only your teacher, but other students. The language school can keep you going. So it is possible that for many people, a language school is an ideal learning environment. Why is that not the case for me? Because insofar as explanations of how the language works, that is available everywhere. I can Google 
for grammars in Romanian, Arabic, uh, Turkish, any language I want. So Steve talks about three things that students learn at language schools. First, instruction. That's the grammar, learning the language, using it, the different skills. Second, motivation. Students go to language schools because maybe they're motivated by the teachers or their friends, they're with them. And then finally, he says it's for the social interaction. They go there because they can communicate with the teachers. They can have activities where they practice speaking with um, other learners. The problem is that Steve is the perfect student. He's a really exceptional student. Most students aren't going to look up instructions online. Most students aren't motivated to study on their own. And most students can't go out and find someone to practice with. I don't have to learn the structures and the rules of grammar uh, on whatever order the teacher decides for me. I can learn these and look these things up and access the grammar whenever I want to on my own schedule, on my own. So I have no need for a teacher to take me through the explanation of the grammar and how the language works. We construct the curriculum or we teach things in a certain way. That is why we are teachers. We help the students because we think that that will be the best way for them to learn. Or we can look at some issues that they have that we can focus on, some problems. Or we try and teach them as quickly as we can to advance. That is why you have teachers, because they know better to help you. When we create our lessons for our students, we should really think about what they need. So, as many of you know, if you've been listening to me, I believe that the, the introduction of grammar, it's not something that you can get up front that explains the, the, the language to you and then you can proceed and learn the language. Rather, it's a matter of getting a lot of the language in you, listening, reading, using link, if you're using link, and then looking up items of grammar whenever you want. So you might have an initial overview, forget most of the rules that you saw there, and then go back time and time again on your own schedule to refer back to explanations of how the language works when you are curious about something. So this is where motivation comes in. We as teachers are supposed to motivate our students to use the language even outside of class. And in class, we should encourage them by, via instructions or with the content that we're teaching them to work hard in class, to engage with the material, to engage with their friends, to improve their skills. Unfortunately, at schools, you're required to learn whatever they teach you and then you know write a test on it or uh, you know, do exercise on it, all of which I find unpleasant and unhelpful. When it comes to the context, the content, the materials, again, the range of language content that's available on the internet is far, far greater than what the teacher can provide you. You have to find the content that you think is the most suitable for your students, something that they find interesting, something that they can learn from, something that they can make their own. So yeah, um, there is uh, unlimited content out there on the web, but the students aren't necessarily going to go and search for it. So it's your job to either use the content that you have in a way that they find interesting and that they want to learn from, or you have to go out and find that content that is suitable for your students. We'll direct you to resources on the internet 
uh, whether it be beginner, beginner material or at the other end, you know, movies from Netflix and so forth in the language that you are learning. So I have no need for a school to provide the sort of learning content that I need. I'll go and find that on my own. And, and, uh, but it may well be that a person who is not as well organized in, in finding this kind of content would benefit from being at a school where there is more discipline. Now, of course, you don't have to go to a school. You can have an online tutor such as I have for Persian and that person or Arabic or other languages. And that person can often be very helpful in finding or even creating, as is the case with my uh, Persian tutor, content. So the school can be a source of content, but that's not the only source of content. The school provides a social context. You meet other learners. That has its pluses and minuses. If you're in a classroom with 10 other people, some people will be better than you. Some people will not be as good. Um, it can sometimes for some people, it, it can be motivate, motivating that some people are better than them. Other people may be discouraged by the fact that other people are better than them. This is very true. Students are different levels. No one's going to be the same level. I made a video on mixed level students that you can check out next. I have this problem in my classes too, where if I have a stronger student, one of the two things will happen. Either the other students will go to that student and only listen to them and give them all the talk time, or that student feels different from the rest and they try not to speak as much and they're very withdrawn. They don't want to have that feeling of showing off. Is you're supposed to help all your students, no matter what their level. Then he talks about socialization. In most cases, if you teach at a language school, your students are going to be younger, probably elementary school up to high school, and in some cases, university students. If you work at a language academy with adults or business people, that is usually a lot better because adults know why they are there and why they want to improve. They've got their own reasons for studying English. I really enjoy having different students in class because if one student makes a mistake, I can correct them and the other students learn from that too. If you're learning on your own, you don't have that opportunity to see someone else making mistakes and being corrected. Listening to people who speak with a heavy accent or who have trouble speaking and having to listen through that in a classroom is not something that I enjoy. I would far rather just listen to a native speaker. Oh, you know, even if I'm listening on my AirPods or listening in a movie, in other words, I can achieve a, a, a more sort of native language listening and reading context, which is better for me than sitting in a classroom listening to other people answer questions or interact with each other or with the teacher. So now granted you make friends in the classroom and that's a major motivation that can be good. It can be bad. If I see the students in downtown Vancouver who are learning English, I find the Brazilians get together with each other, the Mexicans get together with each other, the, the Koreans get together with each other. So my question is, are they in fact using this sort of social connection opportunities of a language class in order to 
practice their language and learn the target language. Very important as teachers to set up our classes for our students to communicate and socialize because social learning is more fun and it's also better for students when they're younger to learn together uh, because they, they're not only learning the language, they're also learning social skills. What he says about students grouping with friends and only working with friends is a problem. However, I found that many students, they don't learn as quickly because they only want to stay with their partners. So usually in my classes, when the students say, oh, teacher, I want to work with my friend or I don't want to work with that person, I usually tell them, listen, in life, you don't have the option of only working with your friends. You're going to have to learn to deal with other people. The school provides you with a, a ready-made group of people, the teachers who are sympathetic to you, who are going to talk to you in Spanish. And so all of that is good. So that's again, is a, is, so the, the, the secret to making the most of your experience at a language school is go to where the language is spoken, speak to your teachers by all means, try to find people outside the classroom and spend as little time as possible with people of the same background as you who are learning the target language. I believe these are good lessons for us teachers out there too that we should think about is how can we organize our classes to get the most out of our students. We're there to give them instruction, we're there to help them, we're there to help them socialize, we're there to help them practice the language and also to motivate them to use the language outside of class. We should think about these things because, you know, pretty soon language teachers might not be necessary. So we've got to learn these skills to make ourselves more valuable as teachers. Of course, the issue with, with uh, language schools is the cost. So there again, you have to look at your own learning style. How, made, how motivated are you, you know, intrinsically by yourself? To what extent do you need the motivation and the discipline and the sympathetic ear of the teachers at the school versus how capable are you of finding material on your own, finding people to talk to on your own. So I think one can't, it's not a, a situation where one answer sort of one, one solution works for everyone. I think it's for everyone to decide how they like to learn, how they like to spend their time. And so while personally, I wouldn't go to a language school because I would feel that it sort of imposes uh, constraints on my language, on my, on my language learning. And it's, it's an expense that I would rather forego, do without. But I think uh, uh, many people, if as long as they do enough on their own outside of the classroom, they can make a success of learning in the classroom. And probably the success rate is greater amongst students who go to classrooms because maybe most people aren't as motivated as I am, to be perfectly honest. But like Steve said, he is exceptional and he likes to work on his own. He's motivated and he knows how to find the resources and he works hard to improve his language skills. He can speak many languages already. The majority of students, however, aren't like that. And it is up to us as the teachers to provide the best service possible. I would like to think that if someone like Steve came to my class to learn a language, I would give instruction that would suit him. I would pick content and material that he found interesting. I would set up the class in a way for him to communicate with other students to improve 
much quicker than he would even if he was alone with all these resources and a tutor. And that's the way that we have to consider ourselves as teachers. We've got to understand what our students need and we've got to provide it to them. And I hope you enjoyed this as much as I did. If you enjoy these types of videos, just put, a, put it in the comments. Eric, this was okay. Uh, and watch some of these next videos. I'm Eric from Edicute, and I'll see you next time.